Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Cast Drake podcast. I'm your host, Cast Drake, and this is part three of the three-part series where I am talking about effective communication skills in the workplace and how to achieve that. Now, the third part um, that we're going to be talking about today is all about training new employees, um, a very important aspect of the job, and sometimes you kind of don't know where to start, and not all of us were even trained well enough to train other people, so it's it's interesting sometimes training people for jobs that we haven't even been trained on ourselves and we're kind of just put in the position. So I'm going to give you some tips on how to train new employees and I'm hopefully find these helpful. So if you're the one who's in charge of training new employees at the workplace, you have a major impact on their impression of the organization, you know, that they're going to work for as a whole. If your training is effective and you're there to assist as they need, they'll see the company as helpful and a good place to work. But if you don't provide them with the help they need, they aren't likely to build a positive relationship with the company. So when you're training new employees, here are a few things to keep in mind. You want to focus on building strengths. When you work with a new hire, be on the lookout for areas where they excel and encourage them to build on their expertise. Not only will this encourage them to do a good job, it will also set them up to get a promotion for a job that suits their skills in the future. In addition, you know, ask them about their strengths. They could feel, it could help them feel like they can get the job done easier. You know, they may be able to help out the company in ways that you didn't even think of beforehand. Um, Um, you know, another good thing is this, if you're having problems, uh, training, ask for help. It may be time to call in some help, like professional workplace training companies are out there and they can educate your staff on a great number of things. You know, um, we, uh, if you watch the office, I know that like, um, um, the, the British office, you know, where they bring in that person to talk about, um, employees and others are seen and, uh, David Brent is like taking it over because he thinks he's a better trainer than the trainer who's there. But no, the trainer is skilled in this area, and it's so great if you can have someone come in and do that if you're having problems with that. Uh, you should also be encouraging learning. It's hard to teach someone who doesn't want to listen to what you have to say. And if your new employees aren't, you know, enthused about the new job, it can be difficult to train them on doing things effectively. It's important that you speak. At it's important that you are able to, you know, spark an interest in your new trainees to learn about their job rather than simply tell them what to do. Make sure they know that there's nothing wrong with asking questions, even if it's less about their job, more about the company as a whole. The more motivated they are, the the, the easier it's going to be for them to learn and the performance, you know, is going to go up. Um, another good thing is uh, setting goals or give them something to accomplish. You know, after you've instructed your new hire on how to do their job, give them something to do so you can see how much they're trained they can remember. Um, I know in jobs, I would have like full day training and they would give us a quiz afterward. And that was always like, uh, so I don't know if a quiz would be their thing, but <laughs> I mean, so when I worked, the quiz was very, uh, unmotivating because when you got it wrong like my boss would like tell everyone and make you feel bad I think it would have been much much more uh productive if they would have done like not a quiz maybe like a questionnaire to gauge what you learned and then you get the right answers um and maybe if you did really 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 bad it's in a private study but yeah when I worked I mean this was you know 12 years ago 
um, they would read it out loud and they would be like, oh, yeah, you have to do it again. And it was just so, like, embarrassing um, for people who didn't get it right the first time who were kind of newer at what they were doing. Um, it's important to also keep things fun, right? One of the biggest things you can do to help build a relationship between your new hire and the organization is to keep things light and friendly. You know, it doesn't mean that you need to make your training less effective or not work as hard. Uh, just make sure to smile, keep it positive. You know, it'll make them learn them. All right. Sorry, I had to fix my mic really quick. Um, so, um, yeah, keep things fun. Uh, so next we're going to talk about just types of conflict that come up in the workplace. Um, and just kind of be familiar with them so you are able to be proactive and plan and handle them. So so much like, you know, conflicts in our personal lives, conflicts in the workplace can be really difficult to avoid. Uh, disputes among coworkers are often resolved among the parties involved without, you know, too big of a problem. However, it can sometimes be necessary to contact HR or upper management to solve a problem if you guys can't figure it out yourself. So part of handling conflict effectively is knowing what types of workplace conflict you're dealing with. So here are a few. So there's leadership, like changes in leadership, you know, sometimes create stress and getting used to it. We get out of our comfort zone. Um, conflicts of character, where personality conflicts uh, are what is causing some disputes in the workplace. And just overall, it's easier to remember to... You can change yourself, you know, but it's a lot harder to change others. Typically, change for the better is not easy for anyone. And you can't just snap your fingers or wave like a magical wand and expect the changes to occur overnight. But think of how great it's actually going to be when we accomplish the task of changing. Um, so keep in mind, though, while it is possible to change yourself, um, it's extremely difficult to change other people around you. More to the point, when you take time to think about it, do you really have that right even to change someone? You know, it's hard to change situation when you don't have back history and all the facts. The same thing is true with the person. Until you've actually walked in someone's shoes, you don't know why that person acts the way they do. And you may have a general idea, but generalities just aren't enough. So it doesn't matter if you're at work or another location. When the mood strikes, you want to change someone, try this instead. Think about things you can do to improve upon the issue, right? So coming right out and telling someone that you think they need to change is a sure way to initiate bad feelings. So honestly, how would you feel if the tables were turned and someone was telling you they needed to change the way that you're doing things? Sorry, my mouth was getting like so dry. That's crazy. So I shouldn't do four podcasts in a row, right? <laughs> um, so, you know, at the end of the day, you may need to call your boss to resolve conflicts. And that's not a bad thing. Uh, you know, just make sure that whatever you're doing is communicating in a respectful and effective manner. You're listening. You know, you're active listening. Um, I don't know if we've talked about that on this podcast, but something I will definitely cover is active listening. So we're going to take a quick break and then... I have bonus content for you. Um, I want to include in this a summary of some jobs that will be best for introverts because sometimes we have anxieties or other types of illnesses mentally that keep us from, you know, 
getting all these communication skills down quickly and quickly enough to be productive out there in the workforce. Um, so there are some jobs that are better for introverts or those who, you know, may not be as good at uh, communicating with others and still are working on it. So I'll be right back and I'll talk about those. So as discussed, we're going to talk about uh, jobs for introverts. And, you know, you can take advantage of these. And if you're the shy type, consider applying for these types of jobs. Uh, if you don't find one right away, don't give up. They are out there. It might take a while, but they're out there. So you can get something in animal care, right? Animal care, if you love animal pets, animals, um, you know, four-legged creatures, think about getting a job working in the vet's office or an animal shelter, even a pet store, right? The pay is not going to be that great, but you're going to be working a lot with animals and the interaction with humans, um, you know, you're not going to need as much. You could also be a social media manager. I'm a social media manager for four years and it's actually, um, it does require you to interact with a lot of people, but they're like, no, it's not face to face, you know, it's all, it's all on the computer. So it's great to, it's great to, uh, look into that one. Um, a court reporter is another great one. Um, court reporters make like, you know, fifty, sixty thousand $60,000 a year and they're with Required to be in the courtroom, but they have no interaction with people, right? They only speak, like, when they need to read back part of a court transcript. Um, a writer, you know, if you love writing, there are writing opportunities everywhere. Um, it's great if you have a college uh, degree, but you don't need one. Uh, you know, there you might have to talk to people when you have questions for, like, a client or uh, talking about, like, maybe a new job opportunity, like an interview. But, you know, a lot of stuff can be done by email. Uh, so that's great. Um, if you know another language, being a translator, it's so, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, you could, sorry, I'm trying to say this. So if you're a translator, you could work at like, you know, translating like written documents or audio recordings from one language to another and you don't need really any coworkers for that um other limited human interaction jobs include like truck driver delivery person security guard bookkeeper landscapers janitors lab techs artists graphic designers and if you just do an online search you're going to be surprised at how many how many people actually do prefer to limit interaction with coworkers um, so you may have to work on some things before, you know, things that we've talked about in this whole series feels like second nature, but it's okay. Don't beat yourself up. There's no such thing as a perfect employee. There's no such thing as a perfect manager, no matter how much education or experience in the field that we have in any job, two of the most important traits to possess are diligence and honesty. As long as you exhibit both of those qualities, there's a good chance you'll succeed and better yet, you're going to feel great about doing it. So just like there's no perfect employee, there's no perfect job or set of coworker. There are probably times when you feel frustrated with both, which is perfectly natural. During those periods, do all that you can to remain positive about the situation. Being positive is a choice that you make, right? It doesn't only 
hinge on the good things that happen to you. If you remain positive when things aren't the best, right, your coworkers are going to be more likely to pick up your attitude and try to match it. Some people are more introverted and prefer to work alone. And if you fall in that category, that's completely okay, too. As long as you can find work that you're happy doing, that's the most important thing. However, you may want to consider by practicing some of these suggestions that we've talked about uh, in this podcast series, you're going to you may slowly find yourself becoming a little more extroverted. If and when that happens, you know, you might be comfortable around a few more people. It may be, you know, time to attempt to expand that employment horizon. Uh, New feelings of confidence, they don't happen overnight, but they take practice and they take patience. And eventually you're going to find yourself wanting to work with others, you know, and there's certainly nothing wrong with that. So just remember to keep following motivational quotes, Better yet, write your own, put it on a post-it note, put it everywhere you go, even on your workstation. Remember, motivation is contagious, and why not help spread it around and make your work environment a friendly and more productive place? Your coworkers will undoubtedly thank you for it. Hey, this is Greg from L.A., and you're listening to Breaking It Down by Cassid Karma. Keep it real, dog, for real.